Welcome to the Sanctuary Podcast. Angel Deer is a medicine man and offers his work on sacred land through shamanic healing, energy healing, sound healing, breath work, plant medicine, and workshops and events. The Sanctuary is a community for all those who seek healing transformation, ancient wisdom, and a place to come together to create a new way of living and relating. This is the Sanctuary Podcast, and this is Angel Deer. So good morning, everyone. Um, I'm really excited today uh, to be back on the podcast. It's been a little while since I've published um, a podcast here. And today's subject, we are going to talk about alcohol. And I know it's, you know, wherever we're coming from, I mean, I'm French, you know, and everybody's drinking wine there. It's part of the traditions. And in many, many places, uh, you know, around the world, alcohol is, is considered almost like a, a social beverage, you know, like it's something that is normal and completely part of society. And I've invited on the podcast uh, Zara, Sita. Uh, so hi, Zara. <laughs> and, hi. Uh, Thank you for I, Zara wrote an amazing article uh, that I'll, I'll share in the link of the podcast where you can go and read about her and about this article about uh, the spiritual effects of drinking alcohol and what it does on our psyche. And... Um, Two years ago, I completely stopped drinking uh, alcohol and it really came uh, naturally for me. Uh, I never thought I'd be stopping drinking, uh, at least socially, you know, like a glass of wine here and there. But somehow my body started to just not wanting alcohol at all and I completely stopped and I saw a big uh, step forward into my spiritual practice, into my healing gift. And I was really intrigued by it. And I think uh, Zara, when your article came around, I was like, wow, this is exactly what I felt and what I experienced. Mm -hmm. So Zara, you're a health coach and life coach and you, you help people healing. And so it's, it's part of your work, I guess, to maybe talk about the subjects. But first, I'd love to hear about you. What motivated you to write about alcohol and to write this article and you know why? Yeah. Okay. Well, I definitely, I see that the, the use of alcohol and it being such a socially acceptable thing within many, many parts of the world, not just France, but, you know, I grew up in the United States. It's, it's almost like a rite of passage that you turn 21 and you go get drunk and it becomes, you know, a way of life. And yeah. I mean, through my own experience, I, I come from a family that had a lot of alcoholism in it. And so I was able to see the effects and the destruction on, on lives, you know, from a very young age and observing that my, my intuition and my, my own sense always kept me from really getting very involved in alcohol. I, I had drank some, I'd, I'd had drinks and things like that, but it was never really a big part of my life. And over the years, just seeing the effects on people, but not just physically. And so I have had the abilities of clairvoyance since I was very, very young. And so I was able to see the spiritual energies around and within people when they were drinking. And I never talked about it a lot, you know, growing up, it wasn't, that's not a common language to really be talking about. And before I wrote the article, it was just 
I have to say why I wrote it. I'm not exactly sure other than I was just filled with an inspiration. It was like a knowing. I felt like I had to deliver that message. And I sat down and I I started writing it and it just came out of me. I really had no idea the impact that article would make. You know, I just felt called to share that message. A lot of the writing that I do just comes through inspiration or spontaneity. And I believe, you know, I'll, I'll receive messages and I'll be used in a sense as a channel. And so that was really where it was coming from. And now, now that I see the impact that it's made, I see, you know, wow, this is a really important message. It, it really is. And I believe, I believed it was an important message. I just had no idea it would reach so many people in the way that it did. Yeah, I understand that. So one thing that I think fascinated me is the origin of the name alcohol so can you share a little bit right. with, us, with us about what it means uh, because i think we all know the name okay. but we have no idea what it means <laughs> <laughs> yeah so all words they they have a root they have an etymology and the etymology is the meaning of the name and where it came from and some people could say well that's just a name or this or that i truly believe that all words all sounds all letters they all have a vibration and that vibration creates a meaning, it creates a reality. And so the etymology, the, the meaning of alcohol, it is traced back into the Arabic tradition. And it can it has a couple different meanings actually that come together. One is ghoul and one is body eating soul or body eating spirit, soul eating spirit, sorry. Ghoul and soul eating spirit. And so there's this idea that there can be a spirit that in a sense is eating at the soul. And also a ghoul, which is, you know, like a demonic or kind of devilish creature. And that is, I know that's a bit controversial for some people, but I have to say that is something that I've actually seen in the realm of some people who drink alcohol, especially people who have a history of alcoholism. There's a spiritual energy that can come in and have a very, a very negative effect on their soul. And so it is in a sense like they're being eaten and it is in a sense like there's a ghoul around them or a, a monster, a demon in a sense, you know, around them having that influence. And so to me, it made a lot of sense. And I was seeing all those things in the spirit realm long before I ever knew what the meaning of the word meant. So is that the reason why we call it spirit too? Uh, when we say we drink spirits? <laughs> I, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's, you know, we're so far down the line now from the original creation of the word that we don't even tend to question it. We've just been calling it spirits, you know, so, and the alcohol store can be the spirit shop and people don't even understand what they're talking about really when we use those words. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what is was fascinating about it, but I mean, you know, I'm sure some people are listening and say, well, you know, I'm not a drunk, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not abusing alcohol. I'm just drinking alcohol, you know, with my dinner or once in a while. I enjoy having that with my friend. So what, one of the questions I had, you know, when I was reading it, is there like just one glass? Are we going into opening ourselves to those darker spirits because we already have an effect of the alcohol inside our body? Or are we talking about already being intoxicated? You know, is there some kind of, you know, balance here or really, uh, no, we should not really take it because it, it has this effect on, on, on us unless it's really micro amounts, I guess, uh, uh, is there a difference with the quantity here? Uh, or are we already experiencing that kind of effect even on small dosage? I definitely think there's a difference between between the different alcohols. You know, I do think that, well, you're going to get drunk a lot faster if you drink some tequila, then you drink a little wine. So that's stronger, but they're both still alcohol. And 
definitely, you know, the person who drinks occasionally is going to have a different effect than the person who drinks a lot every day. And yet I also under what I see is that it also depends what your goals are in life. Uh-huh. If you want to awaken and you want to grow spiritually and you want to really be empowered and you really want to, you know, be in alignment with all your chakras and living a really awakened and spiritual life, then I'd say no, alcohol does not play a part in that. If you want to live more of a mundane life and be less awakened and spirituality is not, you know, a big interest of yours, then perhaps, yeah, go ahead and keep alcohol in your life. But I do believe any any amount of alcohol, I believe, is unnecessary and it's not really a healthy part of our life. A lot of people have argued with me and brought up, oh, but what about all the studies that say, you know, a few glasses of wine is good for us, it's good for the heart, it has all these things. I personally don't believe it. As a healthcare professional and having helped many people through healing, I don't believe that alcohol has really any good effects on the body. Um, and almost any illness that people are dealing with, you want to take alcohol away for it from them, for them to heal faster, for the immune system to be boosted up, to decrease the sugars in their body, to, to help them heal. So to me, I don't really buy all that. And I question those studies and who paid for them and where they come from and how they've been programming the minds of people, really. You're listening to The Sanctuary Podcast with Angel Deer. While you're listening... Browse the website at www.thesanctuaryheal.com. Interesting. So, you know, I was thinking about alcohol use in some spiritual way. Let's say, you know, when you drink the wine, you know, at the church, you know, and and obviously you have just a sip of it, but there's a symbolism there and it's been blessed and it's sacred. I was thinking of the mead. So I make mead with the honey of my bees and I only use the mead in sacred setting in ceremonies like druids. Uh, we're using it. So we drink very, we make offering to the earth and we literally take a tiny sip of it uh, to get this energy of the bees and the honey and, and the blessing of the transformation that the mead goes through as a process. Uh, and I'm sure there might be other examples in, in other traditions around that or spiritual traditions. So what do you think of that? What's your view about that? Hmm. Well, it's definitely not something I've thought about too much. This is one of the first times I've been asked that question. Um, I would say if it's not intoxicating you, if it's not altering your senses, if it's not, you're not making this, you're not taking it in you to, you know, escape or become distracted or become intoxicated. And it is a small amount and it's been blessed. To me, that sounds like a very different type of situation than someone who's just drinking wine to, to get drunk or to get a buzz or they're using it for the relaxation or whatever they're using it for. Um, there's, there's other ways to reach those states that are much healthier and less dangerous. And another thing I want to add is that, you know, every, there's different levels of sensitivity and some people, very little alcohol could bring in negative spirits. Some people are very open. They're very empathic and they have, you know, different ways that they can connect in the spirit realm very easily. And those people need to take care you know, they need to take care of what they bring into their body and what energies they're aligning with. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as what you're saying, it doesn't sound like an intoxication. And it just sounds more of, of like a symbolic small blessing, which to me sounds very, very different. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, once we bring that blessing and we can really probably raise the energy or protect it or things like that. Um, right. So... 
I, I want to talk about, you know, one thing that came up for me when I stopped drinking alcohol uh, was a lot of social reaction and judgment, you know, yeah. from, from, <laughs> not only from, from close friends, you know, but also from family and from all of that. And also very often, you know, if you live in a big city, what people do after work, they, they meet up and in a bar and that's where we go for gathering for drinks, you know, and that's, that's kind of the way to socialize. Uh, and right. so there's a part of me that when I stopped, I mean, now I'm past that, but there's a part of me that felt some kind of that disconnection and that exclusions or that pushback. I was sure of my decision and I knew why I was doing it. So it didn't change my mind around it. But I know a lot of people don't want to stop or maybe people are listening today to the podcast are wondering the effect also it can have on their social life and the judgment and the separations from something that is not understood by others as something that's negative. Um, so what do you think of that? And did you, I don't know if you experienced it because maybe if you didn't really drink or if you never, you know, were in that space, but you know, it's obviously something that most people think about when they want to stop drinking. Yeah. And that's, you know, other people have brought that up to me. Um, I didn't really experience that because like I said, I haven't, I haven't really ever been a big drinker. I did, you know, have some drinks and this and that, but it never really felt right for me. So my social life was never really built around drinking. But I can say right now there are there are invitations that I'll get or places that people want me to go that overall they seem like good people or it sounds like an interesting thing. But I don't go if there's alcohol. I don't go hang out at bars or I don't like to go to festivals where there's a lot of alcohol being um, sold and drunk. That's just it's not for me. I'm very, very sensitive to the spiritual energies. And it's just not somewhere that I feel to to be for myself. And so I do I have experienced it to a certain degree, not as much the rejection, but just, okay, I'm not going to be a part of that. And so that really puts me in a very narrow realm of what I'm I'm going to be doing sometimes. And yet what I'd say to people when they bring that up is, you're going to meet better friends, and you're going to find better, better social situations. If that's what you're in, if you're really interested in not drinking and growing in your spirituality and in your awakening and having a really wholesome, healthy life and you separate yourself from those social events where people are getting together and drinking. And what you can do is you can start looking for other things and plugging into other things. You can, you can plug into things that are like-minded with other people, you know? And so there's a lot of stuff out there that you can do socially there are classes, there are gatherings, there are festivals, there's music, there's the arts, there's all these things where alcohol isn't always involved. Yeah. And, and through that, you're going to meet like-minded people and they're probably going to be deeper relationships. It's going to be more meaningful to you. And so that's, I mean, it might, it might feel like a shock or hurt a little bit at first, but it's okay. It's okay to change your direction. It's okay to change your friends and your social groups so that they meet who you really are more and that you're not putting yourself in an unhealthy situation just to have people around you. That's not healthy. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I was reading a study that when the recession hit it, uh, the United States in 2008 and the years that follow, mm -hmm. uh, there was two industries that were booming a lot after that. It was the alcohol industry. Uh, and it was the entertainment industry, uh, especially movie theaters and all of that. So people, you know, were trying to find ways to come up, somehow feel better. And the two things that people were doing is uh, hyper social activities and kind of ex escaping their feelings or their minds through social activities like you know, right. the movie, but also drinking. 
And so, you know, that really strikes right. me out about as a way to escape. And somehow, you know, when we live in a world that sometimes can feel a little bit difficult, can feel a little bit hard, uh, people don't always know where to turn. And it's kind of the easy way to kind of escape from the tough day at the office or the tough life that we are having. Uh, right. Not providing solutions, but just, you know, basically numbing the pain. So. Right. And it's, it's legal and it's promoted and it's sold all over the place. And so it's very easy. It's a very easy thing to turn to. And it's been taught that too, you know, oh, you're stressed out, have a drink, take, take the heat off, you know, you know, have a beer, whatever it is. And it, so that's taught in many cultures and it's acceptable. And so it's, it's not a taboo and it's something that they can go to very easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So in conclusion, you know, obviously, you know, I'm, I think it's a fascinating subject and people, you know, are interested more. You can read, uh, you know, the, the article that uh, Zahar uh, wrote, which is, I think, full of insights and interesting point about that. And, you know, if we don't have that calling somehow, like all that thing that, for example, that happened to me where one day I just look at the bottle of wine and I just say, no, it's over. And I never went back. It just stopped, you know, by itself because I was doing spiritual practice on the side. But for people that, that want to stop and maybe don't have that, that calling, you know, is, is there a way to, to approach it? Or is there some steps or some way? Or it's just like, you know what? No, no, no don't drink. Just basically don't buy alcohol or don't go in places where there is alcohol. Is there some tips, I would say, for people that want to take that step toward a life that's liberated from that substance? Yeah, I would say start investing in practices that help you gain more health in your life. So it can be really simple, you know, go on more walks or do some yoga or eat, start eating a better diet. And I have found that the more that people invest in their health, it's easier to walk away from the things that aren't really good for us. And try to try to change up your routine a little. If, if your routine is hanging out with friends at the bar or just getting together for drinks, try something new. Take a class or, you know, go to the theater, do something different and see how it feels. Get in nature. To me, nature is such a healer, is, the, you know, one of the greatest healers and one of the greatest teachers. And it really satisfies a part of our soul. I believe that people are turning to alcohol and other substances in search of some kind of soul satisfaction, something that they're missing. And so start doing something different and see how it feels. And it might become pretty easy. It might, it might just fall away from you or you might just say, wow, that feels better. You know, I, I don't need to, to keep turning to the drink to feel better when I can just go for a walk in the woods or I can go to the beach or I can watch a movie with friends, whatever that is. To, to make that change. Yeah, the really good tips. I think, you know, and, and I want to add on that for me, really the fact I was practicing more and more other spiritual practices like meditations and prayer and, and different type of other healing work that naturally happen. So basically, I think the more we experience, right. the more we raise our vibration, the more we get into that flow, the more that the alcohol somehow at some, at some point slip out of our life naturally even. So it's not even the conscious decision, oh, it's bad, you know, I should not drink. It really arises from inside. And I think that's right. what's beautiful about it. And kind of support yeah. uh, what you're saying in your article at the end of the day. Right. You know, and I also, I encourage people, you know, because some people say, well, I'm not an alcoholic. I don't really have a problem with it. I just have a few drinks. And maybe they're not really, you know, a dysfunctional alcoholic or anything like that. And maybe they're doing just fine. 
but I would love for people to consider beyond themselves. I do believe it starts with ourselves. We have to care about ourselves and we have to love ourselves to be able to care and love for others. And yet, if we look around in, in our culture all over the world, you know, I grew up in the United States. I live in Costa Rica now and I see the same thing here. I see it all over the place. I see the effects of alcoholism and the destruction in people's lives. And so to just eliminate it from our culture, we don't need it. It's not a need. It's been an attachment or an addiction or just something that's been culturally programmed into us, but it's not really a need. And so if we can beyond, go beyond ourselves and think about other people and our loved ones and all the lives that are destroyed, all the families that are destroyed and the effects on our culture, if we can just rise up together and eliminate it and create more healthy practices as a whole, um, to me, that's a big motivation. You know, it's, it's a motivation of why I want to get that message out there. Mm-hmm. And I want other people to start thinking that way is maybe you're not, maybe your life's not, you know, down in the dumps and ruined by alcohol, but I bet you know somebody who is, and it doesn't, you don't have to look far to see that it's, it, that is very, very prevalent all over the world. And it's been, you know, one of the greatest destructive forces in the traditional cultures of this world. And so I work a lot with with different indigenous cultures and it's a big mission of mine and some others that I work with is to help eliminate alcohol out of the indigenous cultures. And these cultures that were very, very in touch with nature and very, very spiritual and very much about natural healing, when alcohol was, was introduced, it became a destructive force. And so from there and into our modern cultures, we can see it all over the place. And so to me, there's just really no need to keep having that be a part of our culture. Yeah, very powerful. And thank you so much for sharing about that. Yeah, we all know the ravage of alcohol, you know, in, uh, in reservations here in America, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and other cultures across mm-hmm. the world. So it's, it's definitely, you know, uh, something that's, that's really terrible. So I wanted to thank you very much uh, for your presence here today and for all the insight you've shared with us. You know, I hope all of you, you know, really enjoy this podcast and I look forward to seeing you all very soon on this podcast again. You've been listening to The Sanctuary Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, we're a source of talks about spirituality, personal transformation, energy healing, shamanism, and earth-based practices. For more, visit thesanctuaryheal.com. On the website, you can find out about our events, our retreats, healing offering, our spiritual blog, and you can also register for the newsletter. Again, visit thesanctuaryheal.com. Till next time, this is The Sanctuary Podcast, and Angel Deer, signing off.